Okay, we have our first message for today, brought to us by Ken Barton. I admit I had my doubts. And let me say that it, the doubts weren't necessarily what you thought I would be talking about right now. Uh, maybe I should not have been through this outlet, turning into a crying mess. But it, I heard about a fisherman from the city who was out fishing at a little lake small boat. He noticed another man in a small boat open his tackle box and take out a mirror. Being curious, the man rode over and asked, what's the mirror for? That's my secret way to catch fish, he said. Shine the mirror on top of the water. The fish notice a spot of sun on the water above. They swim up to the surface. Then I just reach down, net them, pull them into the boat. Wow! Does that really work? You bet it does. Would you be interested in selling that mirror? I'll give you 30 bucks for it. Well, okay. After the money was transferred, the city fisherman asked, by the way, how many fish have you caught this week? He said, well, you're the sixth. I want to tell everybody. Oh. How wonderful it is to be here. Been going around getting my hugs, giving them back. Best part of a hug, you know. Anyway. <clears throat> Prayers, the gifts of love, support. <clears throat> has meant the world to us while we were fighting this virus, because Glenn had it too, like her. <clears throat> but actually, there's something else I want to talk about. I do want to talk about. I'm thankful for advice that we received, uh, things about the, the uh, virus infusion, or not virus infusion, but the antibody infusion, yes. Um, and when we decided to go with that, I asked for anointing. And that worked out double well, because Barney came up to anoint me, and he brought Glenda. That was the only time Glenda got to get above the first floor. And so I got to spend 30 minutes with her. Uh, of course, I didn't realize, actually, my uh, condition. I thought I was doing pretty good. I'm looking at this thing, and it says 97 on the oxygen deal. Sometimes it would start out about 80-something. They don't like it less than 90, trust me. And uh, 
But I said something, I said, you know, uh, I want to go home. They said, well, <laughs> that's not possible right now. I said, you know, and what they weren't telling me was that the, if you ever seen those little things that they play with, it's got the little ball that floats? Okay. Well, the little ball was actually up on 40 or 50. So the, the part that I was seeing, the, the 95, whatever, that was like 40.95. Okay, they were, they were cranking the oxygen to me. <clears throat> but then Barney came up and anointed me. Now, this is the second time in my life that anointing has worked so well. And by so well, the fact that I'm here is so well. But I started doing better. See, I was in what they call a step-down unit. I don't know necessarily what that means, but it was the floor below the floor I'd been on before when I wasn't doing that great. And uh, they put me down there because of that fact. And <clears throat> uh, after that, I started improving. After I was anointed, <clears throat> I got to feeling better, tried to gripe a little less. Uh, then they started talking about putting me back up in that room that I'd been in before, which was progress, okay? Then they started talking about sending me to a, a post Yeah, a PAM, P-A-M, post-something medical center, and uh, adverse effect thing, post, I don't know what the A stands for. Uh, then they sent me home. They said, you know, my, my, I was doing much better enough to send me home, and it's kind of a they set you up, and I, as soon as they said that, I was ready, you know. But I had to wait, had to get everything lined up. And it was, I don't know, like three or four in the afternoon when they told me that. And it was dark when I finally got home, but I was still going to go home anyway. I'm just, no, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. That wasn't going to happen. <clears throat> but what I want to talk about, and I admit my, hat, my, my doubts. I want to ask you guys something if you realize what our church has been able to witness over the past two, three years. Because, you know, in, in Deuteronomy, starting at 1613, God says, You shall observe the Feast of Tabernacles seven days. When you have gathered from your threshing floor, from your wine press, you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, who are within your gates. 
It's party time, folks, is what God said. In seven days you will keep a sacred feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses. Because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and all the work of your hands so that you surely rejoice. And then he tells about three times a year the men appear. Well, I had my doubts about God actually choosing the sites. Now, part of that is from ignorance. I've only been in the church 20 years. <laughs> Sounds longer when you say it like that. But anyway, you know, I thought, so how does God choose these places? And of course, it makes sense that God would have different places for different groups because we're, we're different. Can I get a Kleenex? Actually, I have a handkerchief. That's even better. That'll work. <clears throat> so anyway, we're different groups, right? You know, the first place, the first time we went uh, to Branson, the first place we went, we didn't, we didn't necessarily gel real well with the folks that was there, if you know what I mean. So we heard about this other place. And that's when we met Dale Murphy and, and Ian Houghton. And that fit like a glove. Went there for years. So God, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how he did it. Got Dale and, and Ian and, and uh, Tom together, and they gathered there. Tom Carey. Uh, only met him, I think, once or twice. But it was wonderful. But it's still, you know, I had, because believe it or not, there's folks that will say God told them to do something, whether he did or not. But I want you guys to realize, a couple of years ago, you know, we've been uh, going to Branson. A lot of people thought it was Tulsa Church of God feast site before it ever was. Because we go there to worship God, so we brought everything we could to do that. Okay? But then it was getting to where it looked like we really needed to, to take over because Dale and Ian had things going on in their lives that they weren't able. And then it looked like there were shenanigans going on. I'm just going to tell this from my viewpoint because we lost the contract, the, the, the place got sold to somebody else and they'd, they'd booked that space to somebody else and so we were getting full of righteous indignation. You know. And then, I don't recall who it was, it wasn't I, somebody said, you know, there, there could be a reason for this. God may 
have known that we didn't want to do this there anyway. And you know what? There's this little thing called COVID that reared its ugly head. And it didn't happen, did it? So we got a chance, we got a, a year to practice, to do it right here, host it, right? Worked pretty good. I didn't hear too many complaints. Of course, nobody complains to me anyway, because I don't have any. But anyway, the thing is, we were able to do that. And then, the gentleman, I have no idea who his name is, I'm sure I'll learn later, that had Tanglewood Resort booked, calls Matt and Steve, I guess, and said, hey, would you guys be interested in this place? Because we've been using it. It's worked out really well, but we're not going to use it next year. In fact, I believe, Matt, am I correct? He said, you don't have to worry about me wanting it back really soon. Okay. So, we ended up in Pottsville, Texas, Tanglewood Resort, and it was a wonderful Feast of Tabernacles. Satan still tried to attack us, didn't he? You know, there were some sites and nobody came up with COVID in our site, several folks did. But we were still here, and I have some folks. Some folks have gone on. Satan plays for keeps, folks. But God is wonderful. God is love. And I thank him so much. You guys have no idea how much your love is, man. <clears throat> but I wanted us to think, I wanted us to realize that we got to sit ringside and witness God's work. And I don't think it was the way any of us thought it was going to be. But it was, it was wonderful, it was marvelous. There were a lot of folks there that came from like uh, Pennsylvania. There were some folks from, they just decided, hey, let's go try that. They heard about it somewhere. Spirit's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It can speak to you. So they came, and they enjoyed it. Of course, it got me to thinking about later. Because, as, as Matt said, time does, is getting shorter. But I, I went to Micah. Chapter 4, and talking about in the millennium, is my understanding. 
Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. There won't be... If I'm wrong, let me know. But we're not going to have to wonder, are we going to go to Pottsville? Are we going to go to Branson? Are we going to, we're going to go to the Lord's house. And people shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. Don't you wish people had that in their hearts today? If they had a hunger to learn God's ways and, and to go there and hear it from him, wouldn't that be wonderful? It's going to happen, folks. So get ready to enjoy. <clears throat> but said, we shall walk in his paths. Looking forward to walking in God's paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples, rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks, because they won't be needed as swords or spears. Because nothing will be destroyed in God's kingdom. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. So, I no longer have any doubts at all that God's word actually means what it says. And I'm so thankful to stand before you and be able to thank you for your love, your prayers. And, and pray that you'll continue to seek God's face, that we'll continue to grow as a, as a fellowship, as a congregation, and it will, it will grow. Thank you.